Welcome to Little Joe's Conservative Corner, the podcast where we delve into the latest news through a conservative lens. In each episode, Little Joe sifts through the top headlines and news articles, offering insightful commentary and analysis from a right-leaning perspective. Whether it's politics, culture, or current events, this show explores the issues that matter most to conservative listeners. Get ready ready. to cut through the noise and get to the heart of what's really going on in the world today. Let's get started. Welcome to Little Joe's Conservative Corner. Resilient. I mean, this has had to be a tough week for the former president, no matter how you look at it. Uh, in New York, uh, we've got David Zier standing by at the America First Warehouse. They had a watch party tonight. David, I want to bring you in because um, a lot of keynotes hit here tonight. Uh, the border, the budget, Joe Biden, uh, economics, uh, how does the American family survive, the manufacturing I talked about. And I want to say hello to that good crowd there in New York. Nice to see you all tonight. Uh, David, how do they take it? Well, listen, every town is a border town. This crowd is fired up here in New York, the epicenter of the punitive damages against Trump from the E. Jean Carroll case to the Alvin Bragg situation to the an incredible decision by Judge Engeron to ban Trump from doing business, who built the iconic skyline of New York City to ban him from three years. And every town's a border town. New York has 170,000 illegals. All these issues resonate here just as much. Uh, we have South Carolina. We're a week away. We've got three days later. You've got the Michigan primaries here. Trump's going to lock this up. And every time they persecute him, like Ben said, he gets stronger. Uh, pretty phenomenal. So let's bring in Cali- reform California chairman and state assembly candidate Carl DeMaio, along with California GOP delegate Roxanne Hogue. Roxanne, to you first. You want to be a cop? You're looking for a roommate? Come to America illegally and we will take care of you. Your thoughts? Uh, My thoughts as a legal immigrant are that people don't understand, because Americans are so generous and kind, just how hard it is to emigrate here legally. And that's the way to come in, through the front door. There's no pathway to home ownership. If you break into my house, there should be no pathway to citizenship for people who break into the country. Yeah. All right, welcome back on this Monday. Trump and everybody else sure burning the midnight oil on the uh, illegal immigration issue because it's such a hot issue going into 2024. Good question for anybody here. Do you think that our immigration system is broken? Out of curiosity, I mean, you think to yourself, is our immigration system that is broken or not? And the reason I'm asking is I read a pretty good article from uh, Just the News. And there was uh, Matthew O'Brien, who's a former immigration judge, had quite a bit to say about it. And he doesn't say, think that our system is broken. He doesn't think that our system needs any type of, of alteration at all. His opinion uh, is, well, well, let's put it in his words. He said, and I quote, despite consistent claims to the contrary, American immigration system is not broken. Far from it, in fact. Uh, he went on to say that the problem is too many administrations have simply ignored whatever aspect of the immigration and national our nationality act they dislike or find politically inconvenient and they do so wholly in order to pander to perceived political constituents while ignoring the safety security and economic interests of the wider uh, american public 
O'Brien previously led the National Security Division at the U.S. Citizen and Immigration Services and also was an assistant chief counsel with the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Uh, he said <laughs> that the Biden administration's flagrant disregard for the INA has currently become the norm and that it is leading us into a public safety and national security crisis from which the United States may find itself unable to recover. Uh, I got to be honest with you. I, you know, you got to wonder, can we ever go back? I mean, the amount of people that have come across the border illegally, the amount of people that are now inside of the United States, um, just over the last three years alone, the numbers they give you, whatever they are, you know that they're much higher than that. It doesn't matter what number they give you. Um, they're never going to give you true numbers. And uh, just like any statistics that they give you, there's always changes to them. And then there's always the, oops, uh, well, you know, we can't count the gotaways. We can only assume a number of gotaways. But if they tell you there's 6 million, it's probably more like 12, to be to be perfectly honest. I mean, if you think that the government's not going to fudge the numbers because they know it's bad, but they don't want it to, they don't want you to know how bad it truly is. They're never going to give you the real numbers on anything. I mean, the jobs report was a pretty, is a pretty uh, consistent one that if you hear the jobs report and they know most people, you're not going to listen past that. But when they do the revisions of the jobs report, and I think we did an episode on this uh, just a couple weeks ago, um, you see the numbers get much worse. You know, every every month when they do the revision, it's always something different. Well, yeah, believe me, the numbers coming across the border are no different than that. The, the numbers are always going to be fudged, and maybe somewhere along the lines they'll do a revision or whatnot, and then you'll see some of the real numbers. But at least currently, I can assure you that if they're telling you there's 6 million, there's probably 12. Um, it's a hot issue. Trump's beating the drum on it. I think most Republicans are. I think they need to beat the drum louder. I mean, if you want to win an election – you got to go drive at what people are upset with or want the most change with, and immigration's one of them. That's just one of a mountain of problems that we're having right now that if the, the uh, Republicans truly want to win, they really want control of everything, they want to be the supermajority, you got to beat these drums loud enough. okay? And the ones that are a little bit more touchy subjects, you need to leave it alone. You know, You've already made it pretty clear. I'll give you an example. I, um, I'm not running for office, so what I say is for me and for me alone, but the, the abortion issue. If you believe that the abortion issue is not a winning issue, which in a lot of cases it doesn't seem to be because it's very technical and depending on how many weeks you're okay with, if any at all, uh, there are so many different opinions on that, that just saying that you're pro-life um, is good enough or stating the case that, Hey, the power has been returned to the States and it's for you to fight out in your state, what your state laws are going to be and leave it alone. Uh, because a lot of people there are probably, I mean, these are what politicians do. This is the game. And a lot of people are, that's an issue. That's a lot more sensitive. Um, and you can get people rowdy up because of it. So the smart move there is leave it alone. You know, you've, uh, Donald Trump's made his point on it. I don't hear him saying a whole lot about it. People that are pro-life like myself would like to see abortion gone completely. Um, do I believe that that'll ever happen in my lifetime? I think I think there will come a point where people will realize that uh, because a child is going to be born with a disability or because a, a child is just an inconvenience or whatever the case may be, that there people will finally realize that, that that's not the way. There's always another path. You know, even a child with a disability is a blessing. 
because as, as difficult as it may be on a parent in, in some ways, um, there's such a joy and there's so much love there besides that. So there, it is a gift in its own way. It may not be the one you wanted. It may not be the one that you had planned, but it's still a life and it's still a gift. That being said, let me go back. Now, they need to beat the drums on issues uh, like abortion. I mean, not like abortion. <laughs> not like abortion. They need to beat the drum on issues like the border, like the economy, like our, our geopolitics, all the, all the problems that we're having there. Uh, Donald Trump needs to go with continuing to clean up the swamp. I mean, there's so many other things that we can attack that are aggravating every American daily. Because this is, it doesn't matter what political party you're affiliated with. It's just upsetting every day. Most people, I know like myself, if you drive a diesel vehicle, you're not real happy with the price you're paying to fill up your truck or your car. Yeah. Your groceries, you're not happy uh, what groceries cost. You're not happy that a dozen eggs isn't 79 cents or 89 cents or 99 cents anymore, that a dozen eggs is closer to $3 and an 18 pack of eggs is closer to $6. You're not happy about that. I mean, you need to hit people where you're going to, you're going to win. Hey, I can fix all of this. I can reverse all of this. I can shut down the border and stop this. I can get our energy, make us energy independent once again and start having everybody drill and doing what they're supposed to do to bring all of our energy costs way down. You need to attack things that are going to, that are hitting, are affecting people in their daily lives. That's what people are interested in. They're not interested in all the other stuff. I gotta be, I gotta be honest with you. They're not. Uh, most people don't even pay attention to politics as it is. But if they hear that you're promising and you've done it before, that you can lower gas prices, that you can lower food costs, lower energy costs, that you can get the world back on track, that you can get all these people to knock it off everywhere else, you sell them something that they know you are capable of doing because your track record says so, you'll have a winning situation. And the only reason that I'm worried about it is because it's not going to be a walk in a park. And so the, the... Trump needs to do what he's doing, going around and hitting all the topics that people want to hear the most. But if the Republican Party itself wants to be the uh, the, the supermajority, where they can really force some change in the United States, it, this applies to everybody. They all have to beat the same drum. We could do it better. Are you tired of your cities being riddled with crime? We're going to fix that. Are you tired of everybody spitting on police officers when they walk by them? We're going to fix that. Are you tired of, of being lied to and just living in the slums and being taxed to death and everything? We can fix that. Give us the opportunity to prove it to you. Not only can we, but then when we do get control, they need to produce and do what they say they're going to do. If you want to be the winning party, you got to show up and play the game. And then you have to produce. The problem with the Republican Party is they don't produce. They make a lot of promises, just like the Democratic Party. But at the end of the day, when when rubber meets the road, they don't do nothing. They don't, they don't get anything done. Uh, Obamacare. They had a golden opportunity to get rid of that piece of crap. Did they do it? No. Of course not. They had too much other, other stuff on their mind. They couldn't get past themselves to do it. There's so much that they could have done, but they did not do when they had an opportunity to do it. That's the problem with this party. You see, the Democratic Party, they don't have that problem. They say they're going to do it. They're sure as hell going to try. And most of the time, they're going to get what they want. 
Look at the misery we're all living in right now. They, they're giving their side pretty much everything that they promised them, minus maybe a few big things. Versus the Republicans, they never give us what we want. They always compromise with the Democrats and we get nothing. We, we, we get left here looking at them going, what the hell are you doing, man? Well, what did we elect you for? But then, like a bunch of dummies, everybody goes back and votes for them again. You know, the Republican Party, this is your last chance. This is your last stand. Either get out there, do what you say you're going to do, prove yourself, I mean, produce what we want you to produce, or there has to come a point where you just say enough is enough. You know, I can no longer in good conscience vote for you. You're out. Everybody's out. That's it. Time to try to turn a whole party over. You need enough people to get together to do that. You have so many people, man, you guys buy into all this crap so much. It's terrible. (laughs) I'm not in love with any politician. If you're producing, I will vote for you. I don't know you. You are not my friend. We're not acquaintances. Okay. You're on TV as an Apollo, as, as a politician that's making promises and saying you can get things done that I agree with. If you don't get them done, believe me, I will not vote for you again because that means you lied to me. But there are so many people that all they care about is no matter how that person behaves is having a win in our column. Oh, we got a Republican in there. So what? Mitt Romney says he's a Republican. Does that mean he's going to do anything positive for you as a Republican? No, he's going to side with the Democrats 99.99% of the time. So many people get wrapped up and just, you just want a Republican. You want a pro- No, you need to put the right person in there. You can't be in love with these people. Believe me, they don't love you. Believe me, they're not your friend. This is, what did I hear one time? I want to say it was... Uh, might have been Glenn Beck. Might have been somebody else I listened to. Could have been uh, Brian Mudge, Sean Hey, who the hell? Who knows what it was? Uh, but uh, they they said that uh, politics uh, is Hollywood for the ugly people. <laughs> I mean, funny to say. I, I mean, I, I hate to break Hollywood's heart right now, but y'all a bunch of ugly people too, man. Just because you're in, just because you're in a movie doesn't mean that all of a sudden you're this amazing looking person. Okay, the best looking people in the world they ain't even on TV. I promise you that the nicest looking people you walk by them on the street. There are no name person. That's just there. And you're and there uh, for the guys, uh, the girls will say, man, that's the most handsome person I ever saw. And for the for the guys, uh, well, wow, she is beautiful. Best looking people on the planet. They're not on on TV. Trust me. TV's just, it's a freak show in my opinion anyways. Uh, but yeah, that was the saying is that uh, politicians are, it's, it's uh, Hollywood for the ugly people. Oh, okay. That's it's funny, uh, but it is for them. It's a big show. You know, they they want the fame just as much as a Hollywood actor wants the fame, but yet they don't want to produce. They want to promise a lot, but then get up in there and just make sure that they're comfortable making their money, enriching themselves, and they're famous and they're known. And there's people that love them, and there's people that hate them, and they get all the glory of Hollywood. And uh, you just keep coming back. They feel like they're comfortable there because people just keep coming back and keep voting for them. If they ain't no good, don't vote for them. Go look at their voting record. How did they vote on really the stuff that matters to you the most? I don't know what that is. I can't say that the same stuff that matters to you is the stuff that matters to me. Okay, But whatever does matter to you the most, go look and see how they voted on bills that were presented. And did they vote for the things that you want or against them? And if, they, if you notice that you know, more than 50% of the time they're voting against them, 
you might want to really reconsider who you're voting for. Now, if you see that 90% of the time they're on your side and then there's some other times that they didn't vote for you, maybe there's a reason why and then you need to check deeper into it and see if there was a problem with the bill, see if there's a reason that they're going to give you a reasonable explanation on why they didn't vote for it. But you got to take a little bit of time to educate yourself on who the hell you're voting for. A lot of these people promise the world but don't give you much. I know I got a little sidetracked, but I mean, it, this is... This is the winning strategy. The winning strategy is beating the drums to the things that people know are a problem in the United States right now that everybody is feeling the pain from right now. And then that way, going into 2024, you will get more people to vote for you. Here is a point to drive home my point. There are. There was a survey done, and the question was asked, should the Democrats find another way to kick Joe Biden off the top of the party's 2024 presidential ticket? A recent Lord Ascoff uh, survey says that if the Democrats wish to retain the White House, they'd better uh, get rid of Joe Biden. The online survey of 10,000-plus people, registered American voters, occurred on January, or January 17th through the 28th. The analysis comes from a conservative deputy chairman, Lord uh, Lord Ascroft, uh, shared with the Mail on Sunday. It puts 81-year-old Biden, who is running for re-election as president for a re-election as the president in November, on a 40% among U.S. voters, which is about the same as Trump right now. Uh, but when the voters are offered a choice between Trump at 77 years old and the front runner to his Republican challenger. And a Democrat other than Joe Biden, the national candidate leads by six points. If Nikki Haley, who sent out a tweet not too long ago, and I don't, I don't know the substance behind it, but uh, it said 12 fellows down, one to go. And I don't really know what that means because you can interpret it any way you want, but I'm going to leave that one alone. Uh, Biden would beat Nikki Haley. Um, uh, Trump's last rival uh, by at least 11 points. And I think that speaks volumes that it's that close. Uh, even though the two men are tied at, at, in the 10,000 sample, the American electorate thinks that the momentum is with Trump. Just 28% that think that Biden will win re-election compared to 38% of people who think that Trump will make a return to the White House. Uh, Lord Ascoff survey reported analysis points out one factor that may be a large uh, enthusiasm gap among members of each party for their presumptive nominee. Unlike Biden, tri- unlike Biden, Trump is a lot more popular in, with his party, uh, and Republicans themselves feel more positive about their man than Democrats do about the incumbent president. Big shocker there, because I mean, how could you be super psyched about somebody that has no energy at all, can't remember what he's doing half the time? And you're not even sure if he's going to make it to the election, let alone uh, four years after that. Um, this golf and enthusiasm between the two sides, as this intensity gap intensifies, uh, as political scientists have it, really matters in, in closer elections in a divided country. Persuading your people to uh, bother getting out to vote can be the difference between victory and defeat. How those numbers end up shaking out in here is among the 2020 Biden voters. 77% said that they would get out and vote for Biden again. 5% said that they would switch to Trump. And 9% said that they would vote for another candidate. They also said 8% said that they didn't know or would not vote. That's pretty low. 
Uh, among Trump's voters from 2020, 88% that said that they would vote for Trump again. 2% said that they would switch to Biden. I like to know who those 2% are that think that times are worse now than with Trump. I mean, that's, you really, something's wrong with you. Uh, 5% said uh, they'd go to another candidate. And 5% said that they do not know or would not vote. Uh, it's a small but significant illustration of the enthusiasm gap uh, that they were mentioning earlier. Because you're talking about a 10% gap. 10% is more than enough to take the election. I mean, it's not even not even close. Um, they also asked the respondents uh, how motivated they were to turn out and vote in the presidential election. In each of these scenarios, on a 10-point scale, uh, in the Biden versus Trump election, 50% of registered voters said that they would be a 10 out of 10 motivated to turn out, including 52% of the 2020 Biden voters and 57% of the 2020 Trump voters. The 10 out of 10 proportion falls only slightly to 48% in a contest between Trump and a Democrat other than Joe Biden, but drops to 37% in an event uh, an event that they would match up uh, Biden versus Nikki Haley. So, I mean, you can see the momentum really drops with Nikki Haley because just like Biden, there's nothing great about Nikki Haley. You might as well vote for Biden because you're voting for another Democrat one way or the other. Nikki Haley is a rhino Republican at best. She's going to go up there. She's going to play the swamp game. She'll do very little to help out. She'll just keep the status quo to try to keep people at bay. There's nothing that Nikki Haley will do to help out the United States. She is a waste of time. She's actually wasting time and money right now, still challenging Trump. I can't wait to see this week uh, when she loses to him in South Carolina. Because if you don't drop out after that, there's something very wrong with you. You can't win your own state you, you better get out of the way because you now now people are really going to attack you. Now people are just going to say you're just trying to interfere with the election right now and us focusing on solely Joe Biden. Get Nikki Haley out of it that she's no longer involved in the conversation and we could just focus on the party that we need to focus on. Um, Democrats do have a big problem and it's going to get harder to see a way out as time goes on. Uh, obviously, the 25th Amendment, it's pretty clear on what you can and cannot do. But at this point, I seriously doubt that they're going to pass that. That requires a two-third vote if they want to move, get Biden out of the way and put somebody else in there. And if you think that Biden is cocky and as nasty as that person is, as high-strung as he thinks he is, if you think that he will step down voluntarily <laughs> and you're a Democrat, you are fooling yourself. Because that man, that you want to talk about somebody that has a lust for power, he ain't going to give that up. I don't, it, it, he may be half-witted at best. But he knows he doesn't want to lose that power, so he's definitely not going to do that. Um, unless there is some type of a mental or physical collapse, which you know, I don't think either of those situations would be very surprising at the moment. Uh, I've always been said, and I will continue to say because I don't see it, Joe Biden is going to be on the ballot in November. Okay, so it's going to be, right now, I can tell you, Haley ain't beating Trump. So it's going to be Trump versus Biden. We're, we're going for the head-to-head rematch again. Um, that's not probably real encouraging for Democrats, but guess what? You guys made your bed, sleep in it. You know, cause I mean, Hey, at, at the end of the day, that's the guy you chose. You didn't think for far enough into the future to say, can this guy go to for two rounds? If you need him for two rounds, you just wanted to get anybody else. That's a Democrat in there besides Trump. Biden was the best you had then. Apparently Biden's the best you got right now. And he's losing support 
all the way around because everybody's irritated with the topics that we talked about, which is immigration, which is crime running rampant, which is the economy, which is energy. And these are impact, these impact people's day-to-day lives, which is why they're so upfront and people ain't having it. So good luck with Sleepy Creepy because at the end of the day, he's got to overcome all of that as low energy as he is and get out there and make people believe that he can go another four years and he's still strong enough to run this country. (laughs) Good luck. And that wraps up another episode of Little Joe's Conservative Corner. Thank you for tuning in and joining the conversation. Don't forget to subscribe to stay updated on all our latest episodes. And join us next time as we continue to explore the issues that shape our world. Until then, stay informed and stay engaged.